There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Leonard Cohen. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, thanks for joining me for today's episode, which is so very important. It's about teaching your kids about mental and emotional health. What can possibly be more important? It's our kids today that are creating the world that we're living in, our future, and we want to make sure that they're healthy. So I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts, some tips, and some resources on what you can do to help strengthen these young lives and your family and how to deal with it all. Because there is no doubt that the world right now is a super stressful place. I mean, there's so much change going on. There's a pandemic, COVID, there's the economy, there's racial injustice, there's uncertainty, there's changes in behaviors, school closures, social distancing. I mean, the list goes on and it's not only adults that are getting affected, it's kids. And there's definitely a clear potential for increased mental and emotional health challenges. I think that we are already experiencing them. As a matter of fact, I read some article the other day, a Gallup poll, I think back in May, where parents were interviewed. It wasn't a whole lot, but I don't really remember 1200, 1500, something like that. And they were saying that over 30% of those parents interviewed said their kids were experiencing emotional and mental health issues related to the school closures, to social distancing, to COVID. We're talking about things like isolation, loneliness, uncertainty, anxiety, depression. And that's alarming because when you look at some of these polls, remember, those are very small. Really, the numbers, I'm sure, are way bigger than that. So, I want to talk to you about how to recognize it, what to do about it, and, um, you know, basically how to help your kids, your family, yourself. So let's start with recognizing it. What happens when you see your child is, you know, not the same? Maybe they're not talking the same. They're not doing the same behaviors. Perhaps there's been a change in their eating patterns or sleep habits. Maybe they've lost interest in things they liked before. They may be feeling lonely. They may be isolated. They're avoiding their friends. Maybe they're clinging more. And all these things can really change depending on how old these kids are. It's not going to look the same in a four or six-year-old than it is, you know, with a 16-year-old, for example. So as a parent, I think that the first thing is you got to recognize what your baseline for your own kid is and what they were like previous to this and what's happening now. I think it's important to um, actually, let me start by explaining what mental health really is, because we're talking about your psychological health, your social health, your emotional health, your well-being and all these aspects. And 
it does include how your mind processes and understands experiences and information, how you make sense of it, what you do with it, how you behave. But it also includes that emotional piece, the awareness, the ability to manage and express your emotions, what you're feeling, your thoughts. That's what we're talking about. And this is one of those things that our schools are getting better at, but they're not doing a great job at. And I do believe that the responsibility lies within the family. I say that because the most important part of this as a parent, as an adult, if you're exposed to kids, if you're working with kids, is being able to communicate and create a place of safety where your child, your teenager can actually come to you and talk to you about how they're feeling, what they're thinking. There's usually going to be a lot of uncertainty, doubt, and not knowing what to do with all this. I mean, it's really overwhelming. And as adults, it's even hard for us to manage our own thoughts and experiences and feelings. So we start the conversation by creating a safe space, a safe space for them to come and talk to you about it. And, you know, I have to say that you don't need to have all the answers. You're not supposed to know it all. You're certainly not supposed to diagnose, but you're supposed to know when there's a problem and hopefully, you know, get them help, whatever help they may need. I guess one of the first questions that you can ask yourself is how do you deal with your own thoughts, with your own feelings? Who do you talk to when you need to figure things out? What habits do you have? Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? You know, kids model adults all the time. They're looking, they're listening to see how you're figuring your own stuff out. And the ability to manage your stress and your negative thoughts, your impulsivity, your loneliness, your confusion, all that, it's a skill set. It can be taught. It can be learned. Again, it starts with awareness. And the first piece to awareness is recognizing the thought or the feeling that you're having, giving it a name. By giving it a name, it doesn't lock it up in a box, but it makes it easier for you to deal with it. Is it anger or is it frustration? Is it sadness? Is it loneliness? Just having an increased vocabulary can really help so that you can start dissecting what it is that you're feeling and what you're going to do with it. The next piece of it is making sure that you understand and that you explain to your kids that feelings, emotions, they're not good or bad. They just are. They're part of the human process and it's okay to feel and you should not be ashamed. Shame is one of the first things that starts all these messes that as humans we have. Shame. We got to get rid of shame. We're perfectly imperfect. We feel. We do things that may not be optimal. It's okay. You can course correct. The important thing is having that safety, that security, that space that you can talk to somebody about all this and you don't have to be alone. You don't have to figure it out. So bringing it back down to your kids, depending on their age, it starts with just giving a vocabulary. It starts with listening. It starts with being empathetic. It starts with modeling behaviors that are actually healthy. And when we talk about 
healthy behaviors, we're talking partly about emotional regulation. That's how you manage your emotions, how you express them, what you feel, how you feel, how you cope, and how you do it in a healthy way. For example, if you're thinking about something that doesn't you know, feel good and is getting you anxious or super depressed, what do you do about it? Do you ignore it? Suppress it? Do you reframe it? Do you think about something else? Do you write about it? Do you release it? Do you go into mindfulness? Do you communicate? What is it that you do? Because we all are going to feel all sorts of things. And, you know, in my work with mental health, I have to say that I have literally heard thousands and thousands of stories of how people manage their thoughts, their behaviors, their emotions. All people, very young humans, very old humans. And it's all the same. We all have the same uncertainties. We all have the same emotions, but not all of us have the same skill sets. And as a parent, I think that when we teach our kids about mental health, and I'm not necessarily talking about clinical mental health, pathological mental health, which there's definitely a place to talk about that. If you're suffering, someone from in your family suffering to remove the stigma, remove the shame, how to empower yourself, but mental health just as well-being overall. I think it's important to know that this is a conversation that evolves over your lifespan. It changes. It's not stagnant and it's going to be re-experienced. It's not a one-time deal. So um, part of, I hope that what you can take away from this today is, you know, the ability to recognize when someone is struggling, yourself, your child, your partner, your friend, someone from the community, that awareness piece that you can look for the signs and what to do about it. Because I think that one of the biggest obstacles is that people get stuck. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to enter the conversation. They don't know what to ask. I mean, just by simply asking, hey, are you okay? Are you struggling with something? Is there anything that I can do? You know, I'm here to listen, to help in a very non-judgmental way. That in itself can go a very long way. But one of my very favorite movies is Inside Out. It was, um, I think, a Pixar movie, maybe Disney. I don't know. I think Pixar. Regardless, it, it talks about emotions and it shows up these little characters and anger and joy and fear and so forth. And it's a great depiction on how it can be expressed, what those emotions look like on the outside, what they feel like on the inside. And that's a great way for younger kids to start to understand emotions and behaviors. There's fabulous books out there that you can read and share with your kids. There's definitely, you know, conversations that you can have, small conversations that could lead to bigger conversations. It doesn't have to be a sit down. Let's have this big, heavy conversation about emotions, mental health. You build upon it. But the important thing is, is that if you're not doing it as a family, as a parent, as an adult, what's stopping you? Like, why are you not talking about it? Somebody needs this. Maybe you need it. Maybe somebody in your family needs it. 
Because again, we're all struggling. We're going through a lot of change right now in the world. And I don't think I know one person that has not been affected. Everybody has been affected. Yet, there's this human phenomenon that when things get kind of rough and confusing and tough, your first instinct may be to shy away from it. And what I'm telling you is I'm encouraging you to get closer to it, to take that opportunity to start the conversation. And part of um, what you can do is start creating healthy habits for yourself, for your family. And healthy habits always begin with taking care of your physical body, how you nourish it, how you sleep, how you exercise, moving your body, going outdoors, getting fresh air, getting hydrated, all that good stuff, but also managing your emotions, how you think, how you feel, and being able to communicate. A lot of emotional stuckness happens because people don't feel safe or perhaps they voice out something and then the other person on the receiving end kind of makes them feel ridiculed or ignored or um, a negative feeling occurs and automatically that person may clam up. They may feel dumb or insignificant or that they don't have the right to feel this or confused or stupid or whatever it is. And that sets the path for being emotionally unavailable, suppressed, shut down. And that's definitely not where we want our kids to go with this. I think that it's a beautiful practice on a daily just as an individual, certainly as a family, to bring gratitude into this conversation and uh, acknowledge what you're grateful for and what you appreciate from yourself, your body, your mind, and from others, your family. I think that that's something that needs to be taught to kids today. I also believe that stigma is a real thing. Again, there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of information that's not accurate out there as it revolves around mental and emotional health and where you're getting your information from and what your beliefs are, what has been passed down, perhaps even generationally matters. So as we cross these bridges from generation to generation, from place to place, from schools, uh, friends, families, communities, I think there's the individual responsibility. I think there's the collective responsibility on managing your emotional health. Kids are usually pretty good at this when they're young, even though they may not have the complete ability because you know, the brain is not fully formed and to be able to deal with it. But kids are very much in tune to what's happening with themselves, how they feel. And then with others, they can identify when someone's sad or happy and they feed off of that. So if you've got young kids, it's important that you start this now and you build upon it. And if you haven't really been doing that and let's say you have teens, it's not too late to start. Some of the better ways that I have found to do it is not to have a, like a sit down, let's talk conversation, but weave it into your everyday activities. 
maybe by saying little snippets of your life, stories, things that have happened to you. You can do that, you know, when you're cooking, when you're washing the dishes, maybe if you're out for a walk with your kids at any given time, maybe you're seeing some circumstance out in the world and you can bring it back home and to how to relate to your family, yourself, weave it in. Kids generally don't like to sit down and be lectured. I don't think anybody does. So giving the vocabulary starts the awareness, being non-judgmental empathetic, being able to communicate, create safety, release stigma. That's what we're talking about. We always want to create an outlook of positivity. Change can occur. You are safe. It's okay. And then teach them about mindfulness, about reframing, about how to use their breath to release, about visualizing, about the ability to express themselves you know, even if it's through journaling about how to communicate, about how to recognize impulsive behaviors and what to do about it. It's an ongoing conversation, but I wanted to just kind of bring this topic out there because there's so much that could be said about that because I really do see a lot of um, worrisome things happening in the world right now. And our kids may not have control over a lot of stuff, but they can learn how to manage the way they think and feel. And as a parent, as an adult, you're going to be their best teacher. So I'm encouraging you to do that. All right, that's it for today. Until next week, I'll put up some links on my website, MarthaAlvarez.com, go under podcast with some resources. I hope you think well and be well. Stay safe, my friends. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts. 